Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1446. Eat big to get big? Why you can't eat to grow. By Christian Finn of muscleevo.net. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to another episode of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook, but always with my commentary at the end. And in fact, today's topic is kind of personal to me. Back in my early days of resistance training, I tried to eat a lot of food to try and get bigger and more muscular. I'll save my experiences for my commentary at the end, but I wanted to remind you that I hope you find this show helpful, meaning I hope that you find that we give you nice shortcuts so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that I or some of our authors have made. One of the things I love about doing this show is I get to share with you these shortcuts. All right, hopefully I've piqued your interest and you're excited to hear today's episode, so let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Eat Big to Get Big? Why You Can't Eat to Grow by Christian Finn of MuscleEvo.net When it comes to diet and exercise, I have made a great many mistakes over the years. Perhaps the biggest was spending far too much of my late teens and early 20s carrying around too much fat. My main goal was to gain as much muscle as humanly possible. And I believed, wrongly as it turns out, that doing so involved nothing more than eating a vast amount of food. I'd been told that I needed to eat big to get big, so that's exactly what I did. Eat big to get big. As a result, I ended up gaining a lot of weight and did a very thorough job of convincing myself that A, most of this weight consisted of muscle, and B, the day would soon come when I would strip away the fat to reveal the Herculean physique I'd been working on all these years. In truth, I was deluding myself on a grand scale. If you're carrying around a decent amount of muscle, adding a layer of fat can't create the illusion of size, especially when you're wearing clothes. People may say that you're looking bigger, which is always nice to hear. And you might feel that warm glow of satisfaction when you step on the bathroom scales and see your weight going up every week. But what's the point if you're just getting fat? Contrary to all this eat big to get big nonsense out there, you can't increase the rate of muscle hypertrophy simply by stuffing yourself with food. Someone in their first few months of training is going to build muscle relatively quickly and will need a diet to support that rate of growth. 
But once you've moved past the beginner stages of training, the speed at which you gain muscle will have slowed down. All of which means you're not going to need to eat as much food. Extra energy that isn't used to fuel your workouts, to help you recover from these workouts, or to support the muscular remodeling process that occurs in the hours and days after training will just end up stored as fat. Why you can't eat to grow. What you do in the gym is only part of the story when it comes to building muscle. Without enough food, much of your efforts in the gym will go to waste. But that doesn't give you a license to go and eat anything and everything in sight. There's an upper limit on the amount of nutrients you can take in and turn into muscle. If you're currently eating below this upper limit, then you'll build muscle faster by increasing your nutrient intake. But once you've maxed out your rate of muscle gain, simply adding more calories won't automatically lead to a faster rate of growth. No matter how much food you shovel into your mouth, you can't force feed muscle growth. Let's say that the amount of energy required to keep you alive, fuel activity, and maximize the rate at which you gain muscle is, let's say, 3,000 calories per day. But you're only eating 2,000 calories per day. In this case, taking in an extra 1,000 calories will lead to a faster rate of muscle growth. But just because those extra 1,000 calories have helped you gain muscle faster doesn't mean that doubling up on the calories is going to result in muscle being built twice as fast. That is, bumping up your calorie intake still further to 4,000 calories won't make your muscles grow any faster. In other words, there's a sweet spot to be found between not enough and too many calories. Find that sweet spot and you'll be able to maximize your rate of muscular growth while minimizing the amount of fat that's gained. Think of your diet as permissive in the sense that it allows the muscle-building stimulus delivered in the gym to manifest itself as an increase in muscle mass over time. According to strength and muscle coach Dr. Eric Helms, quote, training is the actual stimulus, while nutrition is only permissive to muscle growth. What do I mean by permissive? I mean that nutrition can permit the growth of muscle tissue, but it is not the root cause. That is the function of training. Eating to grow is a misnomer. All you can do is eat to provide the ideal environment to permit growth. You can train to grow, but you cannot truly eat to grow. The reason I'm harping on this semantic difference is because this misunderstanding has led many down the path of putting on unnecessary body fat way too fast. End quote. Final thoughts. The eat big to get big approach makes sense if you're skinny and tend to burn through a lot of calories each day. But for a lot of people, particularly those who have a hard time gaining muscle, it can mean putting on three or four pounds of fat for every pound of muscle that's gained. This will leave you facing a lengthy diet for just a few pounds of muscle gained. The last thing you want is to have a large proportion of your weight gain come from fat and then have to waste time and energy getting rid of it all. You just listened to the post titled, Eat Big to Get Big? Why You Can't Eat to Grow by Christian Finn of MuscleEvo.net. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, 
and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And a big thank you to Christian for letting us share his work. After getting fed up with all the confusing and conflicting advice about diet and exercise, he created a website that uses science and research to help you get to the bottom of what works and what doesn't. Christian has a master's degree with distinction in exercise science and has been featured in Men's Health, Vice, BBC TV, and more. Come by muscleevo.net for a lot more. And thanks again to Christian. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Ah, eating to get big. Like I shared at the top of the show, I too tried eating to get big. I still remember when I first started getting into strength training, my buddy and I would try and lift heavy all the time and eat lots of food to try and quote-unquote bulk up. Now, this was before I received all of the education and training I have now. So please keep that in mind when I share with you this one example. I remember one of my dinners during this phase consisted of an 1,100-calorie chicken bowl with beans and rice, two slices of cheese pizza, and a glass of milk. Now, that did not include the peanut butter milkshake I had as a snack in the afternoon, my lunch, which usually contained four eggs, and my breakfast. Now, because I wasn't performing any other exercises like cardio or high-intensity interval training or really much of anything else at the time, I gained weight, and most of it was fat weight. Within months, my waist ballooned from 30 inches to 36 inches. My blood cholesterol levels became dangerously high. And when I would compare pictures of myself pre-bulking phase to my 36-inch waist phase, people would tell me that my muscles looked exactly the same as before, and that broke my heart. Sure, I was stronger because of all the heavy lifting, but now I had actually increased my risk for disease. This is the opposite of what I was trying to do. So I needed to drop this bulking program and rethink my training. It took a while, but I played around with all sorts of other eating and training methods and finally found what worked for me. And in fact, when you ask some of the professional trainers that movie studios hire to make their actors look like superheroes, they actually talk about how important it is for their actors to be very careful about how much food they eat every day. In fact, in order to get into Superman shape, Henry Cavill's trainer, Mark Twight, said that he had to severely restrict Henry's diet in order for his muscles to pop like they did. His diet was so restricted, Henry would often experience mood swings. He talks about this in interviews all the time. Now, this does not mean you have to go to these lengths to achieve this muscle-popping look, but it furthers the point that if you want to have that muscular physique, less may be more when it comes to your food intake. Don't make the same mistakes Christian and I made. All right, that'll do it for the Tuesday episode. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far, and I'll be back here tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits.